Coming up, we're going to talk about the most contentious aspect of dealing with soft skills. You're going to love this discussion. All that more in just a few seconds. Welcome to Serious Soft Skills, where we help you unleash the power of soft skills. Here are your hosts, Dr. Tobin Porterfield and Bob Graham. Take it away, guys. Welcome to Serious Soft Skills. I'm Bob Graham, and with me is Dr. Tobin Porterfield. We each teach college, we collaborate on researching soft skills, and we both have used and seen others use their soft skills in various jobs over our careers. Frankly, we think this experience and our expertise give us a unique lens for looking at soft skills, and we're going to really pull that lens out today because we're going to let you into the nitty-gritty about soft skills and something that we wrestle with and we fight over and we argue over all the time. So we're pulling back the covers today, Toby, and we're going to really get into one of the most contentious aspects of soft skills. So why don't you tell people what that contentious topic is? Well, this is a good one. I I think we'll get a lot of response from our uh, listeners on this because we already hear from people. Every time we start to talk about soft skills, Somebody comes up and says, will you just stop calling them soft skills? They're not soft. It makes them sound second class. It makes them sound easy. And uh, we need to unwrap that some. Yeah. It's funny because we've been, we're working on a book project and we have been trying to figure out the right way to describe them. And we've had some feedback from people who looked at parts of the book really smart people saying to us, we don't like the word soft skills, and we're sort of having this debate. So we had some of this debate this morning, and we sort of thought, rather than continue this debate in our own little world, we would have this debate on our program so that you can sort of understand our logic why, at least at this moment, we're still calling them soft skills. Um, But I think we are frustrated by that name would would you say that's a good way to characterize it toby that's a good word to start us up on and and i believe to get it in context what we've when we explored and we started to go back on where we really began on this project of of the importance of soft skills is we realized that there was not a really a clear understanding of what soft skills encompassed and we ran into other terms, and then I think we should talk about some of those. I think we saw some that, that I'd say were part of soft skills but weren't encompassing. And so that even weakens the importance because it's only just one piece. And, and people say, oh, you mean people skills. You mean communication skills. Or you mean emotional intelligence. And, and, we, and we answer, well, yes, but we mean all of those and a whole lot more. And so oftentimes people relegate these to small parts of their work lives and, and, oh, it's just communication skills. So, oh, it's not about time management. It's not about loyalty. It's not about responsibility. No, soft skills, those things that are not part of your technical portfolio of, of skills of whether that's software or engineering or architecture or sales or marketing it's all those things, and so it's not just people skills. It's not just communication skills. It's that and more. You know, our, our mutual friend Neil told us the other day, he really described it so well. He said, it's all the tools that you use to interact with a person or people. And I thought, wow, that's really a, a, a great starting point 
and I was playing golf with someone last night, and he was asking me about this book project, and he said, well, what are soft skills? And I used that definition, and he was like, so it's how I listen to you. It's how I talk to you. It's how I respect you. It's how I, I manage my time so I'm not late for the golf. And I'm like, you've got it. And I thought, wow, that's a great starting point. But even that feels a little, you know, you can't, it's not a shorthand because that's, that's so much stuff. And I think that's part of the challenge that we have, frankly. And I also think I struggle because if we look at where the phrase soft skills came from, and we've talked about this on other episodes, but let, for those of you, this is your first episode. Let me go back to, um, it was Whitmore, right? I can never get it right. Whitmore, right? And Fry, two guys in the the 70s, they were doing a project with the U.S. Army, and they were trying to figure out how uh, soldiers were doing things, and they they were doing research into leadership, and they kind of fell into this idea of talking about hard skills being everything that a person uses involving machines. And then by contrast, they said soft skills were everything else. So that logic, and as we talked about in another episode, that's really forward-looking logic when you think about the early 70s and machines compared to 2017 and, and who knows what's coming. But at this moment, where we are with machines, people didn't have iPhones, they didn't have iPads, they didn't have droids, they didn't have a laptop computer in the 70s. So that I, I struggle with not losing sight of that really forward-looking aspect of those researchers and the really sharp line that they drew between hard skills and soft skills. But where I struggle is we don't really think of them as hard skills. A lot of people think of technical skills, those things that you develop, those knowledges, competencies, and attitude or aptitudes, sorry, aptitudes, competencies, and knowledge that you develop, A-C-K, we don't think of those as hard skills now. We, we typically talk about them as technical skills. In literature, you see academic literature calls them technical skills, not hard skills. So, And we talked to someone else, Audrey, a really great friend of ours, and Audrey said to us, you know, when I'm out with a client, she does soft skills training, and we said to her, what do you use when you talk to a client? And she said, I ask them how they describe it, and then I use their language. And I thought, wow, that's really a great answer if you're doing what she does. But that doesn't work real well for us for a podcast. And it certainly doesn't work real well for a book. But when we started to gather that feedback, we started to realize that we've got quite a complicated uh, situation here. And part of why we're doing this episode this way is we would love for someone to give us the magic phrase that that. Oh, that's it. And we've tried a whole bunch of different phrases. The ones, you know, um, what was the one we talked about earlier today? It was in the um, uh, article we were looking at. Um, uh, oh, social skills. And and uh, in an article in the Wall Street Journal last week and then again, social skills was how they described what they were, and we 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 batted that around, and and what was your feedback on that? I don't want to put words in your mouth, Toby. What did you say about social skills? Right, I think they that also gets a, an aspect of soft skills, but it but it overlooks those 
those individual skills that are so important. And and I hear that from employers working in uh, academic environments where preparing students to enter the workforce. They say, well, we want those, they'll call them professional skills often, of being able to come to work on time, manage their time, be responsible for their own work, manage their workload. That doesn't really get captured when you talk social skills. So, again, we've got a title that that doesn't get at everything. And and uh, the one that I think also comes out to us is critical skills, which I like that one. But then critical skills is almost a bigger umbrella because because I have technical skills that are critical to my success, along with soft skills that are tech that are critical to my success. So together, I think my skill set is my critical set. But. I, but boy, I hate that term soft skills because it, it relegates them to second class citizenship. And that's not, and, and, and they're not easy. Uh, you know, we say that the soft skills always sound simple. They're, we just throw them on. Sometimes they're harder to learn than the technical skills. I would say that they probably are harder because you can't just read a book and figure them out. You've got to, You know, as we've talked in prior episodes, you've got to do some self-reflection. You've got to get some mentoring, some coaching, and you've got to look at how you do it. And you've got to look yourself in the mirror and admit that you're not perfect at them. And what Toby might think of as really great listening skills, I might think of as average or less than average. And same, it's very subjective. And beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And I think that's that makes it even more complicated. They're, they're not easy, and they don't fit in a nice, neat little package. And we've certainly seen it in this book project that just wrapping our heads around them, you know, we, we ended up when you did the hard research with more than 50 of them, right? Like 55 of them, right. and we were expecting 20 or 25. So it, it really is a lot going on there. And as we struggle with the name, we're really trying to find that name that's all encompassing. And what you said a couple of minutes ago really ultimately is what jumps out to me and thinking about it right now is it really isn't about technical skills or hard skills and soft skills, whatever you want to call them. It's about putting the two of them together. That's really the name of the game. So dividing them into these two categories is kind of disingenuous, and it kind of weakens both of them, frankly, because I could be a really good accountant, but if I can't talk to customers about how to do, to how the what I'm doing with my accounting is going to influence their taxes, if I can't listen to them when when they want to talk to me about my five year plan is that I want to have enough money that I can buy a condo at the beach, if I can't have that discussion, I might be the best technical accountant in the world. But I'm not serving my customer very well. And conversely, if I can talk to my clients really well and understand exactly what they're trying to do, but I can't put that into the accounting, I haven't done them a favor when they get the IRS audit. I, I've, I've basically made their life worse. So one without the other is not going to be successful. And as we've seen in our research, a lot of companies haven't really figured out how to marry the two in job descriptions. You know, we did that big study and and we didn't really see that. And we see it just looking at companies because when they go to replace an employee, what do we look at? We look at the resume. 
and the resume is a list of technical skills. I've never seen nor have I ever created a resume that says, I'm really good at time management. I'm really good at stress management. I'm really good at empathy. I mean, imagine writing on a resume, you know, soft skills, empathy, loyalty, um, uh, change manager. It's it's not it's not going to happen because even if I said that about myself, it doesn't mean that I can actually do it. They're words. We see it through actions. That's where, you know, the reference is really where you might get at that. You know, tell us about Toby's character. Oh, well, Toby's a, a guy when he does something, if he says he's going to do it, he does it. And he does it in an honorable way that's got real you know, he does it with forethought, and he does it with a moral compass that's stronger than most people's. And if I were going to give Toby a reference, you know, someone, I would say that to him, and they would say, oh, wow. That's not his technical skills. That's the other stuff. What do you say to all that, Toby? I I'm, We definitely agree on that. We don't know what that new term is. But also to give organizations some uh, benefit of the doubt, it's it's much easier to define and measure those hard skills to be able to say we want people who uh, are competent in uh, the Microsoft Office suite. We want a person who uh, has an electrical engineering degree because we know what skills, what technical skills are encompassed in that degree. Um, we ask for someone who has an accountant that is a CPA. So those technical skills, those hard skills, are easier to put your thumb on, and they're also easier as you're bringing out to measure, to assess it. Do you have that degree? Do you have your CPA? There's a there's an easy block there, and to to start down that road of saying no, what's going to make the difference is having those and having these certain soft skills. How will we if we can identify them? Then how do we have our applicants articulate them? And then how do we as uh, HR professionals, how do we assess whether those really uh, exist? And, and there's certainly some good indications on that. I was talking to a HR professional the uh, last week, and uh, she brought out kind of unintentionally that part of it is that, that we look at those resumes and we look at the types of activities they're involved in outside of their work experience. It's an indication that they're engaging at a different level if they're volunteering here, if they're um, engaging in this, and I see that they're leaders in this group and that group, and they started a new group that does this. Those are some indications of some really strong soft skills when it comes to innovation, creativity, leadership, communication. And so uh, even in some generic resumes, we're starting to see those, those elements pop, and it's really neat to hear that employers are seeing those and recognizing the type of person that that is being articulated even though they don't know what to call them because we haven't found the perfect name yet <laughs> so, so i guess for now we're still on soft skills we're on soft skills but i would challenge our audience that if you think that you have that perfect name we would love to hear from you at podcast at serioussoftskills.com that's podcast at serioussoftskills.com ser- podcast at SeriousSoftSkills.com. I say it all the time and I can't say it twice in a row. Or you could also tweet us at RealSoftSkills. And if you send in a suggestion, we would be happy to bring it up in a future episode. 
uh, bat it around. We'll give you credit if it's if it's the right thing. Uh, you know, I'm all too happy to ta- say, you know, Joe from Poughkeepsie was the one who came up with this because you'll be doing uh, the yeoman's work for us because we have whiteboarded this and we've put names on a list and we've kicked names back and forth and we're sort of at our wits end. So we're 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 appealing to you to help us with that. And with that, Toby, we probably should close this episode with our usual closing. We want to thank people for listening, and they can also uh, thank us by going to iTunes and reviewing us. We'd love to hear your feedback in a review on iTunes. And we also want to say have a great day. And your favorite words still, good soft skills. You've been listening to Serious Soft Skills with your hosts, Dr. Tobin Porterfield and Bob Graham. If you like what you hear, then take a moment to review us on iTunes. Looking for more insights on soft skills? Then check out our website, SeriousSoftSkills.com, for blog posts, newsletters, and other resources. And look for a new episode of Serious Soft Skills every Wednesday. 